Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Happy Monday and welcome back to each and every one of you all. We greatly appreciate you all taking time out to join us tonight for Marriage Mondays with the Kings. We're going to get started by letting you know that Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by our sponsors. First up, we have Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. This is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you are in the social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. Then we have Hope, which is helping our patriots evolve. This is a space for all veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they are accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain they can't escape. Hope offers encouragement to those who are searching for a place to connect. It is our passion to help all veterans and their families regain their lives. Within every member of our network is the knowledge of their resiliency. Let us be a supportive resource as you travel along your journey. Hope is not for mental health services. For that, you will have to find a supportive mental health resource within your community or at your local Veteran Health Administration. Please get more information by visiting them at www.hopeveteranstrong.com. And so first, what we would like to do is open up with a word of prayer. We do this every week. So we ask if you are listening as husbands and wives, if you can join hands. But even if you're just listening in general and you're safely able to bow your heads, please do so at this time. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you saying thank you, dear God. Thank you for waking us up this morning, Heavenly Father. Thank you for allowing us to see another day, dear God, because we know there are many that were not able, Heavenly Father. We give you all glory, honor, and praise for everything that you have done on today, dear God, for carrying us through our day, dear God, and for most of us who have made it home safely back to our loved ones, Heavenly Father. Dear God, we come to you, dear God, praying for healing right now in the name of Jesus, dear God. We ask that you would just heal those, dear God, who are desiring to be healed, those who are in the hospital rooms, those who are suffering, dear God, whether it be physical or mental, dear God, or even emotionally, Heavenly Father. We ask that you would just show up, dear God, and show out in their lives right now in the name of Jesus, dear God. Dear God, we are praying for peace. Heavenly Father. We ask, dear God, that peace would just cover the land, dear God, not just here in the United States, but around the world, Heavenly Father. Those who are needing peace in their lives, dear God, we ask that you would just show up like never before, dear God, and have your way in their lives, Heavenly Father. Dear God, as we are coming upon election season, dear God, here in the United States, dear God, we ask that you would just pierce the hearts of the individuals, Heavenly Father, so that they will get up, go out, and that they will exercise their civic duty to vote, Heavenly Father. We are praying for the candidates, dear God, who are running in every area and every election election office, Heavenly Father. We ask that you would just be with them, dear God. We ask that you would just give us wisdom as your people, Heavenly Father, that you would just place it within us who we need to vote for, dear God. We're asking, dear God, that unity comes about our land, Heavenly Father. We come against division right now in the name of Jesus, dear God. Dear God, we ask that you would give us strength as we go through on a day-to-day basis, dear God, and whatever area it is that we need strength, Heavenly Father. We thank you for everything that you have been doing 
in our lives, Heavenly Father, even if we do not understand your purpose, dear God, we ask that you would just continue to just guide our feet, dear God, that you would just continue to just order our steps, Heavenly Father. Dear God, we lift up KRGM radio station to you, dear God. We ask that you would continue to just bless it even the more, dear God, as KRGN is a blessing to many around the world, dear God, not just here in the United States, but on several continents and islands, Heavenly Father. We ask that you would continue to allow your word to go forth, dear God, so that it would not return back to you, void, dear God, that you would get the glory, dear God, not us radio personalities or hosts or whomever, dear God, that you would allow to speak, dear God. We ask that a word would go over the airways, dear God, that just bless those, dear God, that have been praying for you to answer their prayers, Heavenly Father. Dear God, we ask a special prayer for the show on tonight, dear God. We ask that you would just use me and Kenya, dear God, more of you and less of us, dear God, that we would speak that a word would be spoken, dear God, to the individuals that need to hear it, dear God. We thank you for everything that you have been doing in our lives, dear God. We continue to give glory, honor, and praise, dear God. And we ask that you would just continue to cover me and Kenya as we do your will and your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so as we go forward with our KRG and disclaimer, views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of KRGN 98.5 FM, its management, or other advertisers. KRGN 98.5 FM holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show. And please keep in mind that although we are counseling professionals, the information shared on our radio show is for ministry educational purposes only. Also note that topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us desiring to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. No information is shared on our show based upon our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriages, families, and communities as God desires for us to minister. And our KRGN... I'm sorry, our Marriage Mondays with the King's motto, helping to build stronger marriages which leads to stronger families and stronger communities. And our foundational scripture for our show comes from the book of Matthew chapter 19, verse 6, where it reads, So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And as we go into uh, those individuals who support Marriage Mondays with the Kings, we like to send those big shout outs to everyone. And so we want to start off in Houston, Texas. And so sending a big shout out to Cecilia Smith. So Cecilia, thank you so much for being a supporter uh, for Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Also to Fane Williams of New York City, New York. All so right, Fane, New York. thank you so much. Yes. And then to Joshua Eke of Wari, Nigeria. Nigeria. So Joshua, thank you so much. Um, once again, we just want to thank those three individuals, but not only those three, to any and everyone that supports Marriage Mondays with the Kings, uh, that supports KRGN 98.5 FM as a whole. Thank you so much, and we ask for your continued support. Now, you know we love to shout out anniversaries on the show, so we're going to get started off right here. We have a few that we're going to shout out, and we're going to start out to in Midwest City, Oklahoma, okay. to David and Jiminita Guy, uh, married 18 years, and they celebrated their anniversary on the 27th of wow. September. Hmm. On the 28th uh, in Spencer, Oklahoma, uh, John and Stacy Vick celebrated their one-year anniversary. So congratulations. congratulations. Wow. So jumping over to the great state of Tennessee, to Brian and Adrian Moore of Mount Juliet, Tennessee, celebrated 36 years on the wow. 28th of September. Mm-hmm. 36 mm-hmm. years. Amazing. Amazing. Yes, it is. 
And so right here in the local area in Killeen, Texas, to Joe and Crystal Walker, they celebrated nine years on October the 1st. And so to David and Evie Barnes of Georgetown, Texas, they celebrated 11 years on the 3rd of October. So congratulations. And so lastly, we want to send a big shout out to Ricardo and Angela Berry of Colleen, Texas, celebrated 22 years on the 3rd of October, 22 years. So I just want to say congratulations and happy anniversary to everyone who celebrated that anniversary. And if you were not able to get that information into us and you were celebrating the anniversary, we want to say happy anniversary to you as well. And so just one more I want to add to the list. I believe uh, this week that Barack and Michelle Obama uh, celebrated an anniversary as well. So just want to say happy anniversary to our former president and first lady. And so once again, happy anniversary to everyone. We ask that God continues to bless you with many more to come. Amen. Amen. And so I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that today is the last day to register to vote here in the United States, October the 5th. So if you have not registered, please take time to do that today because next month, Tuesday, November the 3rd, will be the day to vote for our elected officials here in the United States. And so please take time to do that. Now, KRGN is a 100% listener-supported radio station. And saying that we are located in the heart of Texas in the great city of Harker Heights. And so we're going to move on and we're going to show love to the KRGN spiritual overseers, to the radio station CEO and COO to the radio um to the radio personalities, hosts, volunteers, and those who sow financially in the KRGN, as well as those who keep us covered in prayer. We just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Right here, Marriage Mondays with the Kings, and on behalf of KRGN 98.5 FM. Keep in mind that KRGN does have an app. So if you listen to whatever via app, please go to your app store and type KRGN space FM, you will see a royal blue and white app. Download that app and you can keep connected to inspiration 24 hours a day. And so we just want to do just a a quick recap of last week's show. Um, That show was entitled Singles Getting Remarried. Mm. And so if you were not able to listen in to that, if you want to catch up to us and get all that good information, we ask you please go to our website, www.marriagemondayswiththekings.com, and then click on the Listen Here tab, and you will be able to, to hear that. And basically, we just talked about, you know, from a singles perspective, you know, some reasons that they may want to get remarried and also some reasons why they may not want to get remarried. Mm-hmm. So we really went in depth in that. So if you want to listen into that and really be blessed by that word, once again, just go to www.marriagemondayswiththekings.com and click on the Listen Here tab and then get caught up with us on that particular show. And so today's topic, we are going to be discussing being submissive versus being controlled. And so this topic came about from one of our supporters, um, actually in a roundabout way of several supporters who've kind of spoke to this. So we just kind of put it all together and we have some notes, notes and more notes on today's um, topic. And our question of the week, why do you think people get being submissive confused with trying to control someone? Wow. Mm. It's like, I don't even know where to start. This is so yeah, good. Yeah, we, we got some notes here and we, we definitely want to jump off into it. So I just want to jump in and um, 
just go with submission. Okay. And I, I looked it up, and one of the definitions is the act or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. Mm. And so that's going to be very influential because when we're thinking about this, you're talking about yielding to someone of a superior force. This is not something that you're talking about from a physical standpoint. This is not even talking about someone just saying, I am in charge. You're going to do what I say do no matter what. This is you being able to consider the position that you're in and kind of put yourself aside so that another individual can lead you. If, if you will. And so when we look at that word and we talked about an individual being controlled, control means to be under someone else's influence. They're making all the decisions. They're kind of seeing everything that needs to be done. It also means having limited intensity. Or it also means to keep in check. Mm. All right. Having limited Intensity. In other words, sometimes some individuals may have a lot of things that are within them, and because you're under someone else's control, you're kept in check. Your intensity uh, to a certain situation can't really be shown. You can't live your fullest life. You can't get the blessings that you receive because someone else is controlling the way that you uh, are being able to input something or the way that you're able to accomplish a certain thing. Hmm. So, look, I'm just going to jump straight into it just like that. I'm glad, baby, that you broke down submission and control. This is the question that I had because I've been thinking about this. Oh, my God, this topic. How can a person try to control someone else when you can't even control yourself? Mm, so that's, that's something to think about. Definitely. How can you try to control someone else when you can't even control yourself? So in marriage... Of course, the word of God, the Bible, the scriptures, it talks about wives submitting to their husbands. Mm -hmm. You see that. Actually, when you really just search out submit in the scriptures, there are so many different ways that the word of God says submit. But of course, when it comes to marriage, we're talking about wives submitting to your husband. Mm -hmm. And so just reading that, I had so many questions, but I'm going to stick with this submit. So you got Hebrews chapter 13 and 17. It mm -hmm. speaks about submitting to the authority mm -hmm. that, that, that rules over you, submitting to your leaders, which is also mentioned in 1 Peter 2 and 13. Then the scripture also talk about submitting to God. Now that speaks in James 4 and 7. Job 22 and 21. I hope I'm not going too fast and I hope you got your notebooks, pen and paper out because we really want to come biblical when we speak of this. So then as well, going forth with submission, wife submit to your husbands, wife submitting to your own husbands. You got first Peter chapter three, um, verse five through six. And then you have Ephesians chapter five, verse 22. Now, Submit ye one to another. We often hear this. I know I heard it a lot growing up in a church. That comes from Ephesians chapter 5 and 21. So as I was really researching all the scriptures that speak of submission and in the form that they say submit, the next thing I did is I went and start researching scriptures that speak about control. Mm. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Yes. Let me go ahead and get myself hyped up real quick. Oh, I just talk, spoke about a lot of scriptures that speak about submit, right? But when it comes to control, 
what I found in, in exerging the text and searching out the scriptures and different things like that is when it speaks of control, the, the Bible does speak of control, but it says of controlling self, mm. controlling your body. It doesn't speak of controlling someone else. And so I don't understand how is it, especially in marriage, when you speak of submission, is is something that I often hear husbands want to throw this out there to their wives. You're supposed to submit to me. You're supposed to submit. The Bible says that you're supposed to submit. But husband, let me ask you this. Number one, are you submitting to God? Well, let me check that one off my list. Okay, okay, okay. Say, no, because what? if God may give you something as a husband. So are you submitting to God? That's number one. And see, this is my thing. Ever since the conference that me and my husband spoke at last weekend, not this past meaning yesterday, but last weekend, which was so amazing. Even the interview before that, I remember the woman of God saying this, are you in order? Are you lined up in God's will? Are you lined up in God's way? And she wasn't talking about the husband. She was just talking about the marriage overall. Is your marriage lined up with the will of God? Is your marriage lined up the way that God destined for it to be? So my question is this, husband, and we've said this before because we did do a a show purely on submission, but husband, I'm going to ask this question. How are you forcing it on your wife for your wife to submit to you? Oh, you supposed to submit. You could throw them scriptures up in her face, Mm -hmm. but you're not lined up with God. Right. Mm -hmm. This is my thing. See, that is out of God's perfect will and order. Are you doing, and I've asked this question several times, husband, are you giving your wife something to submit to, sir? Mm. Wow. Got to bring something to the table. Come on. And I'm going to say one more thing. I'm going to get up off this, baby, because I can feel you in my spirit. Are you giving your wife something to submit to? Furthermore... Are you being the example for your children, for your male sons, for your daughter of what submission is supposed to look like? Mm. Because you can't get mad when your daughter grows up and she sees the way that you treat her mom and she ends up with a guy who treats her just the way you treat her mama. Yeah, okay. that's it. Now I'm going to have to check about eight, come nine on, things off, off my Sorry. list right now. But, you know, just to kind of piggyback off what my wife was saying there about uh, submission and what... Uh, Um, you know, men kind of think. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down pretty much somewhat in the same uh, line is that women oftentimes won't submit because the man won't submit to God. Mm. And in the text, in the Bible, when it talks about submission, it tells you that both individuals must submit to God. Yes. Both individuals must uh, submit to God. And so to to go in the deeper into that, uh, I was just doing some some study and I saw just right off the bat in Genesis, Mm -hmm where submission was right there in the midst. And because a person didn't want to do it, we've got some issues in the world right now. Mm, mm, And so really when you go to Genesis, um, we're going to be looking at uh, the third chapter. And this is when uh, the serpent had pretty much presented himself uh, to Eve. Mm -hmm. Uh, He kind of lured her into thinking that, well, we know that God told you guys not to eat from the tree that's in the midst of the garden. Um, And, Eve pretty much said, yeah, that's what he told us to do. He said, but, you know, if if you do that, the only reason why he doesn't want you to do it is because you're going to end up being like him. Mm -hmm. Now, God had already gave authority to Adam. So right off the bat, Eve is not submitting to her husband. Mm -hmm. 
And if you look at all the different things that go in line from that, what happens to woman when when God says you're going to be cursed from this point on, just for the simple fact that you didn't submit, now you're cursed. And so that kind of goes into what my wife was saying. If the woman is not going to listen to what um, the instructions that were given to God to the man, if she's not going to listen to the man, then look at the curses that fall down the line, which was kind of going into what my wife was saying about looking at your sons and your daughters. Mm -hmm. You're showing them what relationships are supposed to be like. And most often a son or a daughter will marry someone that's similar to their parents Mm -hmm. at times. Mm -hmm. So what are you showing them? Submission is something greater than what most people think when it comes to uh, having someone that you love and you say that I want to submit to them because you can break down submission a little further than I did with definition. Mm-hmm. Submission is constructive. Mm. Control is destructive. Come on. See, when you align yourself up with the word of God, God is setting you up so that something constructive can come out of your relationship. Yes. When you don't fall in line with the word of God and you refuse to submit, destruction usually follows. Mm-hmm. See, I'm just going to tell you from a man's point of view. Okay, come on. If you are trying to lead and do what God has told you to do and a woman won't fall in line, mm. then how is that person going to ever be truly able to lead? Who is he going to lead? Mm. If you really think about it, I want to use this analogy. If you think about Jesus being the shepherd of mm-hmm, the flock, mm-hmm. remember he said that he would leave the 99 to go get that one. Come on. See, the, the man has already left the 99 other women and came and got you. Mm-hmm. So if he's going to put himself in a position where God intends him to be the head of the household, understand he's trying to be that shepherd. Yes. And so if you don't submit, then what are the other sheep going to do? Mm-hmm. Usually there's one sheep that's in the midst of that flock that that shepherd picks out. And if he trains that individual, and I don't want you to take train likely, mm-hmm. he's showing them what you have to be because you are the head sheep. Then that's the only one that he has to do to get moving for the rest of them to follow. Wow. So how do you relate this to your family? If you're not going to follow the man has a spouse, ladies, how do you expect your children to? Mm-hmm. How do you expect the grandchildren to? How do you expect to set up a legacy for individuals to look up to and follow after when you're not going to follow the person that is directly supposed to be under God? Wow. Wow, now that is good. So, okay, I'm going to go ahead and jump into this control. Let's just go ahead and mm-hmm. nose, just swan dive right on up in. Now, this is the question that I have, that I've just been asking myself. What makes an individual want to control someone else? That's number one. What makes an individual want to control someone else, especially someone in whom you say that you love? Why do you feel you need to control them? So this is what I was thinking, and I don't know if which perspective this is from, but this is what I was thinking. When a person tries to control someone else, there are underlying issues going on within that person. I guarantee you this. Nine times out of 10, if you really dig deep to the root of why the person is trying to control someone else... You could probably see, and this is, you know, you may be the individual that's very controlling. You could probably see the past issues having to deal with abandonment, Mm -hmm. having to deal with rejection, Mm -hmm. having to deal with trust issues. It is something that's, that's deeply rooted that this stems from. 
And and nine times out of 10, it comes from the childhood. And so the reason why you control is because you say, I love this person so much. I don't want them to reject me. I don't want them to abandon me. I want to be able to trust them. And so in order for me to do that, that means that I have to control them. But the word of God, nowhere in the scriptures does it say you are to control someone else. Mm. I'm going to even go a little deep and, and speak about slavery because this is what was thinking. I was thinking in my mind. I'm going to go here real quick and touch on something else. But slavery, I do not understand how you have individuals who were slave owners that you controlled their every being, their every existence and stuff. I didn't understand it. That was something that came to my mind. And then I'm going to go and switch here real quick. I got something for the singles. Yes, I do. So this is the thing that gets me. I'm, I'm going to say it just like this. I'm going to write down. I'm going to say what I wrote in my note. I'm going to talk to the ladies, ladies, sisters. I got a question for you. Why are you submitting to a male as your husband when he is not, um, when he is not, okay, why do you submit to a male that is your husband when he is not your husband and you expect all the blessings of God and for everything else to be lined up as if it is in God's order. Uh oh, that's a good one. That's what that's that's what I'm asking. Check that one off and listen to. <laughs> Why do you do that? And so my thing is this: if you, this is just me talking now, because the Word of God says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtain favor from the Lord. Now I'm just recalling that off of the top of my head. So. Why is it so much in this day and age that you, you can pretend that this individual is your husband, you submit to this individual, but then he's not lining up with the word of God and making you his wife. Because see the scripture, let me go back to the good old scripture, get out your notebooks. It, it, when it says, it says in first Peter chapter three, verse five and seven, and also in Ephesians five and 22, wives submit unto your own husband, mm-hmm. wife submitting to your husband. It didn't say girlfriend submitting to uh, your boyfriend who you hoped it to be your husband. Oh, you wow. trying to make this man the head of your house or whatever, and you mm-hmm. want God to bless you even more. Some of you may be listening and say, well, God has blessed me, Shan. I don't know what you're talking about. And I thank God that he is blessing you, but I'm going to ask you this. How much more would God be able to bless you if you lined up with the word of God and how he desires for things to be? Wow. Okay? Because you may be very well thinking that you blessed to your max capacity, mm-hmm. but you actually limiting the blessings from God that he has for your life, for you, and maybe even that individual that you are with. And so what I see too is when it comes to children, and this irritates my soul like none other. I'm going to speak on this because my husband got something else for you. I know he do. I could feel it, but I'm going to speak to this as well. This is something that irritates me. When you live as husband and wife, and I'm not clowning nobody. I'm just giving you something to think about. When you live as husband and wife and you expect things to move a certain way, and 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 ladies, when he's not doing what you want him to do, when he's not being the man, that then you try to use the child or children that you have with him because I posted an illustration on our social media talking about this and then oh if you leave me I'm gonna call the child support office on you Mm -hmm. you using that as a form of control oh you're not nothing because I'm making more money than you Mm -hmm. you using that as a form of control so how do you expect listen to what I just said think on it real quick how do you expect God to bless that mess Mm. that's what I'm trying to get get an understanding that's good 
That's good. And so I, I just want to take a, a, a few minutes here and answer, uh, give some answers to the, the question that my wife asked. And one of the ones she asked is, what makes an individual control someone else? Mm-hmm. And she was kind of hitting around to it. You know, for me, it's like insecurities that an individual has yes. as the reason why they may want to control someone else. Yes. Uh, another reason is that some people want to control uh, another individual because they've been controlled. Wow. They've been held in uh, in a situation for so long. They've been kept under and held down. So then when they find a position to where they're not like that anymore, then they're going to do that exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes you'll see that a lot. I know it's not about marriage, just an example. It's like in the military. Come see, on. people are, are drill sergeants for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get you to a point where you act as a unit and so that you can be ready to go to your first duty station. If you go to war, you can survive in battle. Yes. But then you get some of those NCOs that say, well, my drill sergeant did this to me, so I'm going to turn around and do it to you, mm-hmm. whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. So mm-hmm. that's an example of those individuals who have been controlled. Some people like to be in control because they understand it's a misuse of power. They like that power. Mm-hmm. And it's just like when you were probably in grade school and the teacher says, I'm going to leave the classroom for a minute, and then I'm going to put Paul in charge. Mm-hmm. And so Paul lets that power go to his head, and he thinks he's in control of the whole classroom. So any little thing you do, you look to the right, he writes your name on the board. Mm. You snicker, he puts your name on the board because he's feeling like I'm in the good graces of the other person who's in control. Mm -hmm. So because someone is controlling you, you want to control someone else because you kind of like the fact that they put you in charge so that you can have a little bit of control. Mm -hmm. The the other thing that I want to bring out is some people may not understand this. Some people like being controlled. You give control to other individuals. Wow. You put them in that situation where they run over you and you can't see that that's not doing you any good. It's dysfunctional. It's dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. And so we can't always just throw that control thing over on the man, so to speak, because sometimes it's a female that puts the man in that situation. Because you submitting to him. Right. Okay. And then one other thing. What was the other question uh, that you had? Um, what was my other question? Uh, I know it was why the ladies submit to someone that's not their husband. I don't know. I was on right. Roll. Yeah, no. There you go. That one. <laughs> that right there. Why do you submit to someone else that's not your husband? Mm. And I wrote that down in my notes uh, in reference to that. See, we have to understand that your husband is the head of the household. Mm-hmm. He may not be acting like it. He may not be uh, accepting that role. But by God's divine order, the man is the head of the house. Now, hold on. Let's get some clarification. Yes. So in my question, I was talking to two basically single peoples that mm-hmm. you're dating that you're not married. Right. So um, you're you're talking about married I'm people. going into a married perspective. Okay. Okay. because And the reason why is because some of the spouses, some of the women, don't see their husband as the head. That's true. If you can see everybody else as the head, as your boss, you recognize that he is he's the individual that's making sure I get a paycheck. Come on. When you see the pastor as the Come head, on, because sir. he's the one delivering the word and the word of God is this, that, and the other. Yes. If you can't see your own husband as the head, you're automatically shutting off God out of the picture. Mm. You have to be able to put him in that position so he can recognize the authority that he has and start operating in it. Because if you never operate in your gift, the the blessing will never come. Come on, come on. Oh my God. But the thing to give me is just what you were saying. I was thinking back on my, on the days in the military. Even though there were a sense of control, like you said, because you know, the military was preparing you for battle or war or missions or whatever it is, or even get accustomed to the military. 
The military don't even um, control you like that. Mm -hmm. The military didn't tell us, except for basic, you know, and sometimes in AIT, but they didn't tell us beyond that, oh, where you can go, when you could go. Those were generally in situations where they wanted to keep us safe and we were overseas. And so I don't understand, but it was something that you said, which is true. When it comes to submission, even though all those scriptures that I mentioned in the beginning of the show or towards the beginning of the show, I don't understand out of all those things, submit ye one to another. Individuals, they don't have a problem submitting to their homeboys. Mm -hmm. They don't have a problem submitting to their homegirls. Mm -hmm. They don't have a problem submitting to their sister, brother, auntie, uncle, and all them. And they, they're grown and they still submitting to their parents. But you got a problem submitting to your husband or your wife. That's why you left your parents in the first come place. Come on. And scripture. Come on. Come on. So you 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 submitting. I, I look at it like this. You don't have a problem. Submitting to your job, you don't have a problem submitting to your pastor, but you got a problem submitting to God. Mm -hmm. How does that work? So the two things out of all the submissions to me, submitting to God is the number one thing for myself. I'm just speaking for myself. And then the second thing is submitting to my husband because my husband actually gives me something to submit to. Okay. So I'll say that, but, but getting on back over to this thing of control, if you are a type of person that you control your husband and your wife saying, I'm tired of you always feeling like you control me. Instead of you popping off at your husband and wife, this is what I need you to do. I need you to sit and take this time. Because see, me and Kenya ain't Christ, baby. God put this on our heart. So obviously, if you listening to it, that means you needed to hear it. I need you to sit back and ask yourself, where is this need to have control birth from? Mm. Where is it birthed from? Is it birthed from the the abandonment because your parent or your caregiver left you when they was a child? Is it birthed from you having trust issues, which probably go back to that abandonment? What is the seed of me needing to have control? Why do I feel like I need to tell my husband? Because wives, y'all some controlling individuals too. And you need deliverance in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. This ain't just a husband thing. Wives, you're guilty of this too. Oh yeah, well we got these four kids. If you leave, oh you best believe I'm going to take you for everything that you got. I'm going to tell you, and y'all probably saying, oh, Shane, you saying this because you behind the mic. You can ask my husband. And I've said, God forbid, if anything ever happened between me and my husband, which I desire for it not, I desire that God keep covering us. I wasn't going to ask that man for nothing because I was going to do what I needed to do to take care of our children. But him being the man that he is, he's going to ensure that his children is taken care of. And so it burns my soul when everybody wants to rely on control. Get your own self in order. Get your own. That's just like, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to touch on it. Come on. Just like uh, the those of us who call ourselves followers of Christ, we call ourselves Christians or whatever. Our job is not to control the way somebody else lived their life because even God gives us a choice. He doesn't control us, the creator, and tell us, oh, you, you know, you got to do this. You got to do that. God gives us free will. So even when it comes to someone else's life, the word of God says love. Uh, go to first, the uh, first chapter, um, first Corinthians chapter 13, read that it speaks of love, 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 and love. We're not loving 
people to God. We are controlling people to God. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to wear your dress down to your ankles. You got to put on uh, 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 stockings up to your neck. Oh, man, you got to come dress like this. God didn't even give us all these requirements. So who do we think we are as people? Get your own self in order mm-hmm. first before you try to control and put stipulations on somebody else. That's good. That's good. And, I, and I'm glad my wife was kind of getting around to that because she came right around in, in a nutshell to my next point. Okay. And I'm going to be coming from Titus, the second chapter. This may be a little lengthy, but I really want people to be able to understand uh, this passage of Scripture and what you need to do as an individual. Mm -hmm. First of all, don't let no one else control you. Control yourself. Come on. Control yourself. So Titus, the second chapter says, um, you, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. Mm. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of self-respect, self-controlled, Come on. and sound in faith, in love, and endurance. So, men, we got to have some self-control in there. We're supposed to be teaching other men how to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, when men learn how to do that and we can get the head right, then Come the rest on. of the body may be willing to follow. Yes. Third verse, likewise. Teach the olden women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children to be self-controlled and pure. I'm going to stop right there. If the older women would get right and teach something to the younger children, it didn't say you had to beat it in them. It just says you have to urge them. Urge the younger women to love their husbands and children. Oftentimes, the reason why the younger women ain't doing it is because they can't see that in the older women. The older women still out here trying to be 40 and 50 and run up and down and jump up in the club and do all this other stuff. It's time to teach them how to be a good wife. Mm -hmm. This is how you may submit. Mm -hmm. See, I'm going to take this thing way, way back before I finish up the rest of the scripture. Some people can say that in the past, when you look at some of your families, they will say there was a lot of foolishness going on back then. Mm-hmm. And it might have been. You may have had a husband that was out there doing this, that, and the other, and a, and a wife that sat home, and she knew he had one or two other kids. She knew she he was with somebody else. But guess what? She stayed right there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that's right, wrong, or indifferent. I may say that's a, a woman that submitted to God and then still submitted to her husband. Mm-hmm. Even though he was wrongdoing, she submitted because it was right for her. It was right for her children. And I guarantee you she was blessed the more because of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to dictate or try to pick apart anyone's situation. Yes. But oftentimes we don't understand why older women did that. That's why we need to have these conversations with them so we get a better understanding. Mm-hmm. See, the Bible ta- tells us in all our ways, get understanding. Yes. See, sometimes our understanding is just coming from our own thought process, and the Bible tells us not to think that way mm-hmm. because his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His Come ways on. are higher uh, than our ways. They're not our same ways. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we need to sit with these uh older individuals, these wiser individuals to get an understanding of what went on then. So maybe we can apply some of that in our own lives. We're not Mm -hmm. saying uh, fall down and be subjective to some foolishness. Exactly. But you may learn something in the midst of that. Mm -hmm. Now, when you go on in the middle of that fourth verse, it says to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind and to be subject to their own husbands so that they will that so that no one will malign the word of God. And I want to focus on that word malign. When you do those things, you don't malign the word of God. And malign simply means not to blacken someone's character. Wow. 
So by you not submitting in the appropriate manner, you are malaligning or blackening the word of God. Mm -hmm. I would not want to be the woman that did that. Mm -hmm. So with that, men, let me flip this back to you. If you're being controlling and not doing things to get your wife to submit to you, you're malaligning the word of God as well. Because you're not treating your wife as that helpmate. You're treating her as a slave saying, this is what you will do. This is what you're going to do. And not giving her an opportunity to to say, I present myself to you and I submit to you as headship. Mm. Because that's what this is all about. The Bible teaches us in Genesis from the get-go, as we say in the country, from the Mm giddy-up, headship was already in place. Wow. It was God. Mm-hmm. It was Adam. God said, Adam, it's not good that you be alone. Let me give you a help me. That help me was supposed to submit. And because she didn't, right off the bat, she started to try to control things because she let someone that was not from the word of God, she let the enemy come in. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's not always about the women not being submissive. It's who you let into the relationship. Mm. And this is my thing right here. When you get married, the both of you are at that altar in that courtroom, wherever you are when you get married, you are two grown adults coming together. My thing is this. If your whole idea of marriage is to control someone else, then don't get married. Mm. Because what you're doing is you're tarnishing the way that God designed for marriage to be. Don't even get married. And the thing that bothers me even more, because I made this statement when um, me and my husband spoke at the relational conference, not this past weekend, meaning yesterday or two days ago, but the week before, when we spoke at the relational conference, I made this this comment. Because see, when 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 men are not lining up, You're not submitting to God. Number one, you're supposed to be submitting to God. You're not submitting to God. The wife is not submitting to her husband. And so what I've seen, I've seen this personally, and I'm going to speak on it from in the church. You, It's so many women that would get mad because their husbands wouldn't get up and come to church. And I remember this specific um, lady that I knew. She would get up. Asked her husband if he was coming to church and he would say that he wasn't coming. And so, but the thing is, she would get up, she would lay out his clothes, you know, his whole outfit. She would get up, she would get ready. She would take the kids, whatever the case may be. But what she was doing is she was praying. Mm. In the midst that, you know, her husband will one day God would drop it in his spirit to join the church or to come to church, not join the church, to come to church. And so long story short, she will continue to ask him this every week, not pressuring him. She say, okay, she get the kids ready, whatever the case. And this wasn't no old lady. This was somebody what not too much older than me. So that one particular Sunday, he told her he was going. He got up. He got dressed and the both of them walked in church together. Now, those of us who were friends and who was praying and interceding on behalf, you know, of that couple and everything like that, let's just say that the church was high that day. And when I say high, I don't mean on drugs. I mean on the Holy Spirit because the atmosphere was amazing and things like that. He gave his life to, no, he rededicated his life to Christ that Sunday. He did. And it wasn't anything that was for show, but it was because of the prayers of his wife. Now, see what I see 
a lot, especially to my fellow sisters in the house of the Lord, is you get so frustrated with your husband that you start to operate or trying to operate as the husband. Mm, you, good. The husband is good enough to be in the house. The mm -hmm. husband is good enough for his paycheck to help pay some of the bills and take Ouch. care of them kids. But you start trying to operate as the husband. So this is the question that I asked at the conference. And especially women that you try to be controlling because I'm not going to let no man control me. This happened to everybody in my family. Da, 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 da. You got such a negative, nasty attitude instead of going before the Lord and saying, God, look, this this operator God. Look, I have seen this happening in my lineage, God, uh, in generations, God, the devil is a lie. I am not trying to be a part of that foolishness, God. I ask that you would just work on me, Heavenly Father, that you would just humble me, Lord, that you would just keep me in position with you. So when you have that man that you have find me because that's what your scriptures say. See, that's how I talk to God. And so that way you won't become hard hearted and have a nasty attitude. And then when you finally get that man of God, when God finally touches him and say, oh, there's your wife right there. Go get her. This is the time or whatever the case may be. Then you don't even know how to become one with the man of God that God has destined for you. Because you too busy trying not to be controlled because that's what you see in your messy auntie, your mama, your cousin, female cousins, and, and, and big mama and them do. You see what I'm saying? And so don't hurt yourself. Humble yourself and keep yourself humble before God. So that way when that man of God come, because I'm only telling you something that I know. I was hard when it came to my husband. My husband, thank God for my husband and God. Because Kenya, the king broke me down like a horse. You hear me? And he wasn't in a controlling way. But he had to break through all these barriers around my heart. So the question that I asked at the conference was this. Sis, so do you want a husband? Or do you want a son that you can actually control? Because you can't set up here talking about that you want a husband, but then you sitting up here treating your husband like another one of them kids. But then at the same token, you get mad at him because he's not operating the way that you think that a husband should operate. So ask yourself, what is it that you want? What is it that you actually desire? Allow that man to go before God, meaning your husband, and be who God desires for him to be for you and for your family. And so you're never going to have, and I'm not trying to speak death, but you're never going to have that marriage that God desires for you to have if you're too busy, sis, trying to control your husband as a little boy. There is nothing worse in my eyes. And like my husband was talking about malign, I think that's the word you was talking about. Baby, mm -hmm. that definition where you put you said a black mark. Mm -hmm. There is nothing worse than a woman, a, a wife who you belittle your husband, not only in your home, not only in front of your children, but you do it out in public as well. How embarrassing is that? But you sitting up here in one breath talking about this is my king, but in another breath, you treating him like your little prince. Mm, that's on. good. That's good. And, and I think uh to really kind of wrap some of this this up when it all comes down to submissive churches being controlled a lot of it just has to do with communication yes sometimes it's how you communicate things that you want to your spouse sometimes it's breaking things down so that that individual is able to see and understand what it is that you're trying to say that way there is no confusion that goes on mm -hmm. and so what i'll say with that is that christ god made marriage to be uh, in a specific order. Mm -hmm. And so if God, we know the word of God, there, there is no confusion. So if there's no confusion in that, then why are we so confused when it comes to submission versus being controlled? Mm -hmm. We got to learn how to communicate. God has already communicated that 
communicated that to us, we have to learn how to communicate that to our spouses so that there is no confusion that's there. Come on. Mm. God is a God of order, not yes. confusion. Yes, God. And so we have to understand that sometimes in order for you to get something, sometimes you got to be shown. Mm. And I want to use, I'm going to use two things. One is going to be an analogy. Then I'm going to go straight to the word. Okay. And I don't want anyone to take this analogy out of context. Mm-hmm. See, when I was younger, um, my cousin had this dog and she had some puppies that were, uh, she had under a whole old house mm-hmm. and um, he worked and everything. And he told me, well, you know what? Um, Kenya, I'll do something for you. If you can get her to come out from under that house and get the puppies out, you can pick have your pick of the litter. Okay. And so somehow my my crazy self got up under the house with the dog and helped her uh, out and got the puppies out. And so I picked out the one that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Long story short, this dog was half German Shepherd and half Wolf. Oh, wow. And, or I would say Coyote, probably. And I was trying to teach the dog how to retrieve a ball. Mm-hmm. And so what I end up having to do is I threw the ball, ran down with him on a leash and see if he would pick it up at his mouth and and run back to the point where I was going to be at to see if he would drop it and he wouldn't do it. So I taught him how to sit and stay. I threw the ball. I went down and grabbed it and I brought it back and dropped it before him. And before long, before long, he started doing it with me. Okay. Now, why do I say it like that? I'm not calling females dogs. Please understand what I'm saying. Okay. What I, what I had to do was show the dog what I wanted. In other words, I had to put myself in, in, in a position to submit come on, come and on. lower my uh, my ranking, if you will, mm. so that the dog could see what I wanted. And then it was easy for that dog to do what I asked him to do. You submitted to the dog. And so I kind of submitted. So sometimes, men, we have to come down and show our wives what it is that we want. Show them that we're willing to submit to God first. And then it may not be that hard for them to submit because that's exactly what Christ did. I'm going to give you some examples. John, the 14th chapter, 28th verse says, you have heard me say to you, I'm going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you will rejoice because I have said I'm going to the father. My father is greater than I. And I want to concentrate on my father is greater than I. Men, we have to understand we ain't all that in a bag of chips. Our father is greater than us. Mm. We need to be able to connect with the father and realize his greatness. And then maybe he pours back into us and then we can be in the greatness thereof in front of our spouse. Because we're two that have become one. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to be great and I want my spouse to be great, then I got to align with what the father says. Philippians, the second chapter fifth through the eighth verse, having this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with a God thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men and being found in an appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even Death on the cross. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, man, what we got to understand, yes, we're in high regard. We are the headship, but we have to humble ourselves before God. Mm -hmm. We have to learn how to be humble. Yeah, just because God made us the head doesn't mean that we're all that. We can't be running around with the big head, as they say, Mm -hmm. and thinking that everything has to fall at our feet. We have to humble ourselves because even Jesus did that to the point of death on the cross. He said, even though I know I'm the son of God. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to die for these individuals because I have to be that go between. Yes. Men, you have to understand, you have to um, you have to humble yourself between uh for God because you may be that go between between God and your family. Mm. You have been placed there in the midst. You're in the middle. Not to say that you're going to be that guy that says these people are going to be saved because, you know, I'm this that and other, but just for the mere fact that you're put in charge, you're going to be held responsible. So you might as well go ahead and get it right now so you ain't got a whole bunch of explaining to do. Come on, come on. And so for all the singles, you know we do not leave you all out. If you have been listening to this show, this is what I'm going to ask before you even say I do. Ask the question. Just straight up ask the question to the individual that you are dating, engaged, whatever the case may be. Hey, are you one who believe in submission or do you like to control? Before you even allow yourself to get deeply intertwined or entangled or whatever you want to say into a relationship as this, before you say, I do, in premarital counseling, hint, hint, ask, have these questions to be asked, ask these questions or whatever, because this is very important. No one goes into the marriage. I don't believe no one goes into the marriage to say, I do to, because they want to be controlled. I believe that people go into marriage because you desire for it to be a blessed union to where you can operate as one. Furthermore, one of the things I always encourage those before you say I do as well, look at the dynamic of the family that you are marrying into. How, see, you got to be beyond your boo. You got to be beyond your boo. Even if your boo is like the family or your boo is polar, polar opposite than the family. How does that work? Does daddy control mama and everything? You know, does father-in-law control the mother-in-law? Vice versa is the mother-in-law controlling and she she treats the father-in-law like he's a weak little boy. Hey, these are questions that need to be asked. Hey, are you like them? Do you believe in that? Do you not? Whatever. Yeah, they can lie to you, but you know, and we would hope that they wouldn't. We would hope that they would be honest, but these are the questions that need to be asked. Ask the tough questions before you say, I do. Yes, an individual is not going to be perfect. No one is perfect. Like my mama has always said when I was growing up, baby, nobody is perfect. Walk this earth except for Jesus. So with that being said, no one's going to be perfect. But see, would you be willing to put up with whatever dysfunction that you see? Because we all have some sort of dysfunction or dysfunction that we have come from. So those are just some things to keep in mind. And like I said, when you get married, the both of you all are grown. Nobody is nobody's property. So please don't get it tripped. Please don't get it twisted because God didn't desire for it to be designed that way. Yeah. And then the last thing I kind of wanted to say here as we're wrapping this up, um, once again, I want individuals to be able to hear my heart. Ask yourself the question, are you involved in witchcraft? Oh, oh, okay. Witchcraft uh, can be a form of controlling an individual, whether it's from a spiritual perspective or even a physical perspective. Mm. And sometimes what we have to understand what we're doing when we're trying to control an individual, uh, the words that we speak out of our mouth may be related to witchcraft. Mm. Or is it a form of bondage? Because mm. oftentimes when you think about control, individuals who are controlled a lot of time are in some form of bondage. What bondage are you putting on your spouse because you're trying to control rather than let them be the help meet that they were designed to be. Wow. Mm. And so when you're in bondage, you're not allowed to live and do as you please. Mm -hmm. If you are keeping your spouse controlled, 
What do they have for themselves? Mm. What blessings are you holding back that may be locked up because you won't let your spouse do certain things? You won't let them have a mind for themselves. You won't uh, support them in the things that they want to do. There may be a blessing locked up in them that's going to make you a millionaire, but because you still want to control everything, Mm. you still struggling paycheck to paycheck. Come on. Come on. Wow. See, men, we have to understand that just because we may be the head don't mean we always right. Just because we may, uh, by the Bible standard, be the ones that make the decisions and things of that nature, that doesn't mean we're we're always going to get everything right. Mm -hmm. That's why a a woman is a help me. Mm -hmm. I've told people this a lot of times about my spouse. I understand I'm the head of my house, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to finances, I do something totally different than what my wife does. Mm -hmm. She just has, it's not that I can't do it, she has a better plan. Mm-hmm. That's why she's my help me because we sat down, we communicated and said, baby, I think it's better we go this route because going that route may take us a little longer or we need to do this, that, and other. All right, got it. You presented that to me. I'm here. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't leave your spouses out. Don't mm-hmm. get to that point where you got to control each and everything because in the end, remember, you're the one that's got to stand before God to give uh, account for the things that you said and did in your relationship. Sure do, because Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, you keep on reading and that's exactly what it say. Yep, that's you exactly. want to give an account. Yeah. And so also what we have to understand is sometimes when individuals feel that they need to control someone else, sometimes they've lost their own personal identity and they don't have any self-esteem for themselves. Mm. So they're boosting their self-esteem at the expense of someone else. Mm-hmm. Wow. And is that really love? Not at all. Is that really love for you to want to control somebody else or be at that point where you won't even submit because you want to control that person because you're trying to make up for something that you don't have? Wow. Just Mm. food for thought. When you said witchcraft, I'm thinking about witchcraft, manipulation. Mm -hmm. Because there's people who manipulate somebody to control them. Oh, my God. Man, it seemed like we can go on forever with this show and topic. Mm -hmm. But hope and pray, man, that it's been a blessing. Look, the kings just try to come to open up your eyes to some truth and some reality. Don't jump knee deep in something. And then you sitting up. No. Like, we trying to tell you. That's all I can say. That's it. <laughs> and so we're going to go ahead and move along in the show. Hopefully we've answered that that question of the week. And we want to just enter in with our thought of the week. Okay. And it says, when a woman submits to a man, it's the most precious gift she can give herself. Unreservedly, the man has to respect and honor that gift above all else. Mm. Even if he respects nothing else in the world, he must respect the woman in his care. It's his sworn duty to protect, honor, and cherish his submissive wife Mm. to take care of her and provide a safe haven someone who would not put his own needs above his woman's is no man and that comes from maya banks wow that thought of the week right there it seems like it Mm -hmm. just summed up the whole show whole show oh my god eat the whole roll the whole roll Mm -hmm. okay oh my god so we want to let you know that Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by our sponsors. We have Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. This is a group that's designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you are in a social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. Then we have Hope which is helping our patriots evolve. This is a space for all veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they are accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain they can't escape. Hope offers encouragement for those 
who are searching for a place to connect. Hope is not for mental health services. For that, you will have to find a supportive mental health resource within your community or at your local Veteran Health Administration. For more information, please visit them at www.hopeveteranstrong.com. Now, we will not be with you all on next week. <laughs> we will be back with you all on October the 19th and we will be live on our YouTube and Facebook channel. The reason why we will not be with you on next week is because it is a federal holiday in the United States of America yes. and the Kings are off on federal holidays. <laughs> and so when we come back with you all live on Monday, October the 19th, we will have our special guest, Christina Civico, and we will be discussing the second wives club. Come mm. on, somebody. So keep that in mind. As we said, the Kings will be off next week. Please feel free if you would like to communicate with us, you have any questions to contact us at our website, www.marriagemondayswiththekings.com. We want to thank you so much for joining us and we will be back with you on um, October the 19th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as always, keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM. The, the Rock. Rock.